Hi there. I'm Joe Dudek, president and founder of Keyhole Marketing. And I'm Shannon Jarek. I work for Keyhole as the assistant brand manager. And this is Metaphorically Speaking, a podcast that explores the mysterious side of marketing. Welcome to season two of Metaphorically Speaking. Welcome back. So good to be back here. We're actually recording this in Colorado Springs, Mm, my new hometown. It's so good to have Shannon out here with us. Heaven on earth here. Wow. When am I moving? Yeah, you definitely (laughs) need to pack your bags from the Midwest. That's right. Um, So if you haven't been here before, this is a podcast that talks about the hidden side of marketing. Um, You know, we're trying to get eyes away from analytics reports and spreadsheets and things that seem to be so concrete and black and white and thinking about more of the mysterious side of things, things that can't easily be seen but super affect the way that we run and and market our businesses. Last season we spoke a lot about how to tell your business story, comparing it the way an artist would go into a studio and create a piece of artwork to share with the world. And this season, we're taking on the very simple, very easy topic of fear. Yikes. And we can definitely capture that in five easy episodes. That's right. We're experts. Yeah, definitely. So (laughs) just stick with us, and we'll give you all you need to know about this topic. If you think it's simple, then you're in for a long ride. For sure. (laughs) We've tried to condense it into five episodes, um, but certainly as we got into this research, it was, you know, a big task and a big conversation, but... Definitely something that um, we were confirmed that it's a it's a topic that we need to pay attention to. We've done a lot of research in this season, connecting with entrepreneurs, um, those in the career in in, in business world, just kind of get a sense, asking them to say like, what do, what are the fears that you have on an everyday basis? And the amount of responses we got and the vulnerability in which they shared was confirmation that this is a topic that we can't ignore. And it does affect the way we, we interact in the business world on a day-to-day basis. And then, you know, just, the, again, the ways we market and run our businesses. So we're going to really try to unpack these the fears that we have as, as business owners and marketers, things like fears of complacency and fears of comparison, fears of disappointing people, both clients and staff. And, and these are just some of the examples that were shared with us Um and so it's definitely a heavy topic and something we're anxious and both overwhelmed to, to explore. But we are terrified. Yeah, <laughs> we're fearful of talking about fear. But it's a good, it's a good conversation, and it's been enlightening for us and, and kind of changed the ways we look at ourselves and, exp- and see what's maybe gripping us. Um, and it's just been a healthy exercise for us to um, do the work of, of taking a moment to explore and, and, and see this topic. I feel like we've learned a lot about each other through the research. Like, oh, scary, what are you afraid awesome. of? <laughs> yeah. I don't know that I wanted to know that about you. For sure. <laughs> yeah. So we definitely understand it's a big undertaking. Um, we know that fear is overwhelming, that it can be crippling um, as we've researched it and talked for ourselves and really looked introspectively at our lives as well. Mm-hmm. And like Joe said, that really confirmed why we want to have this conversation. And while there's research behind it, we know we're not experts on it, but we understand that this is a conversation that applies to us as people, but also us as business owners, as marketers and entrepreneurs. 
Um, so, you know, we're super grateful for those of you or the people that contributed to our survey that were vulnerable and honest with us in this conversation because we know that it's scary. Um, and so we are just grateful for the opportunity to share some of those responses with you, to share some of our experiences with you, and hopefully just provide a safe space, you know, a, a, a space of vulnerability and a space of just recognition that fear is all around us. Mm -hmm. um, it can grip us all in known and unknown ways. And it's not something that we can just push to the side or ignore every day. Yeah, for sure. I, I just was definitely personally surprised on the amount of information people were willing to share. I expected sort of the, the simple answers of, I'm scared of spiders. I don't like the <laughs> Hey, don't mock spiders. Don't yeah, mock the fear of spiders. They're terrifying. Not <laughs> critiquing those. Those are just what I expected. But right. it was very uh, honest answers and uh, with with some depth, and I'm grateful for that. Yeah. Um, even people gave us their names. So we yeah. know <laughs> what some of these fears are. So we're grateful for that, and we're excited to unpack this for you. Uh, and just to give you a sense, again, if this is your first time through, the way we want to flow through these episodes, you know, we don't want to just like get right into the work and get into the information. Um, we always try to go through this process in three different phases where we take a moment to explore, um, take a moment to, to, to breathe in and just hear a thought, uh, maybe read a quote, meet a, read a poem, read a song, something to help almost calm our spirits and prepare mm -hmm. us for what we're going to get into. And we just really see a huge value in that, that moment of, of reflection to to experience what we're going to get into. And then, we, of course, we do get into the meat, or the inspiration part, and want to really explore, like, what is there to, to take in. And then we try to, to close each episode with a sense of motion. So what is that maybe action item you should take as a group or as, a, as an individual to see, like, um, is there an exercise? Is there a process? Is there a conversation you need to have as a result of this? So those are the three phases that we want to walk through with this. Before we even really get into that uh, initial reflection, I thought, again, we know who each other are. Do we? <laughs> well, kidding. we've learned a lot about each other in this, the course of this process. That's sure. right. But I thought there might be just an opportunity for us to do a quick introduction. Again, if you didn't go back to season one, of course, we would encourage you to go back to season one. Mm -hmm. Hopefully you get a chance to enjoy that. But um, just a quick introduction to who we are so you know who these voices are mm -hmm. uh, behind the mics. Yeah, so in case you forgot us from last season, which is hurtful, but I understand. <laughs> Um, or really never knew us to begin with. Just for a quick intro, I am Shannon. I've been working for Keyhole Marketing for a year and a half now, maybe more. I don't know. It's a whirlwind. It is. Um, I'm a lover of all things outdoors, so this week in Colorado has been just healing for my soul, <sighs> truly. Awesome. <laughs> um, lover of calendars, all things making plans, doing stuff. That's about me. Yeah, that's you in a nutshell. <laughs> that's right. Uh, yeah, I'm Joe Dudek, owner of Keyhole Marketing. I'm a father of one, a husband of one, a... It's Good. Not, <laughs> it's like, where are we? Not I'm Utah, saying. not Utah. Uh, love, the mountain, uh, love the mountains out here. Love the trees, the sunrises, the sunsets. All amazing. Um, always have loved those, but it's greater yeah. to see them. It seems to be better to see them out here at the West. You just and come to life out here. I love it out here, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we want to just slide into that first 
phase, which is our reflection, just a kind of chance to, to breathe in and just take a moment to reflect on, on something that might set the stage for what we're going to talk about. Definitely. So in this introductory episode, we're really going to talk about framing up fear. We want to just provide uh, an initial insight into it. So for this reflection, we want to start with a quote by Elizabeth Gilbert, who is the author of Eat, Pray, Love. And this is one that really stood out to us. Elizabeth says, I made a decision a long time ago that if I want creativity in my life, and I do, then I will have to make space for fear too. Plenty of space. I allow my fear to live and breathe and stretch its legs out comfortably. It seems to me that the less I fight my fear, the less it fights back. If I can relax, fear relaxes too. In fact, I invite fear to come along with me everywhere I go. Wow. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> that's that's hard to even comprehend, I think, a little bit of what she's saying there. I know. It's um very different than maybe what we would normally do. Mm-hmm. Let's all be like Elizabeth. <laughs> yeah, let's definitely um I don't know, just take that in because I think a lot of people can read that and go, Doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Is that even practical? Is it even Yeah, it's just not the natural response yeah. in any way. So definitely stood out to us. And we're going to actually loop back to her in the in the latter part of our conversation. And there's kind of a part two of this quote. And we'll, we'll loop that at the very end as far as what, what should we do with this conversation. So right now I'm just going to take that in. And, you know, hopefully you'll get a chance to just listen to that and, and take it in and see, like, what does that mean for you? Is that that's something you can get to? Is that where you already are is that even practical for you Mm -hmm. um does that does that seem ludicrous i mean all that that may be on the table (laughs) that's right so good way to start that conversation i think it's definitely like shannon said just kind of contradicts a little bit of the way we see fear sometimes i think a lot of times we see it as um something to be avoided and dodged and if it's it's a part of us then we have to like get it off and and run away from us so that's an interesting start of this conversation because I think that's contradictory to, to kind of ways a lot of us think about it. I know that's something that, that I've looked that way for a long time. But mm-hmm. we started this conversation. We did a good exploration with – we like, polled, like, several people. What are they, what are their thoughts on – like, what are the – how do they define fear? What are the fears they have in life? And we sent out this survey to – man, I don't know. Actually, I have no idea how many people we sent it to, <laughs> but we actually got 50 responses, so I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. Um, if again, you're listening, thank you yes, for responding. We're so grateful for it. And, you know, just the, the amount of response kind of said this was the topic that people cared about, and, um, you yeah, know, that was good. It was – I don't think it was any family members that responded. So nice. it wasn't like just our my mom and dad and <laughs> your mom and dad. It right. was actually people in the business world and um, could really share some of their experiences, so we're grateful for that. And one of the first questions we asked them was, you know, how do you define fear? And if we look at Webster, I think this is a Merriam-Webster definition. Is that accurate? Um, I got it from dictionary.com. Yes. So whatever that means. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you to dictionary.com. So it's probably not that far different if it is from (laughs) merriam-webster.com. The definition, if you look up uh, in a book like that, it would be, for fear would be a distressing emotion aroused by impending danger, evil, pain, etc. Was the etc. in there? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, whether the threat is real or imagined, the feeling or condition of being afraid. So that's kind of like, 
that's good black and white language of sort of what we can expect uh, how to define fear but really wanted to hear from people who have experienced or are experienced fear like how would they define that and it was man such a such a range of responses and and i love that it didn't necessarily fit into this classic definition you know they didn't go to dictionary.com and say does my definition align with this one exactly they just kind of just spoke from the heart which we're grateful from so we pulled out a few i mean there's so many good ones to choose from we could sit here like the first episode could be just us reading the responses i know um we picked out just a handful and wanted to read some of those and you know no judgment on any of these there's no like is this the right definition or how are they off on this? Because it's really their vantage point and their experience. So we'll read them off and and maybe there's some that align with you and there's some other tweaks that you would make. But um, some of the answers we got were definitions for fear were a a roadblock of discomfort, the aversion to something, a lack of purpose, the sinking feeling that whatever I'm holding onto is going to break or my grip is going to fail, and that the fall is going to hurt. Uh, Something that holds you back, a feeling triggered by uncertainty of the unknown, a lack of control, the decision to not take a leap of faith, a mental block that doesn't allow me to get through some challenge, emotions or thoughts that hold us back and lie to us, a misuse of imagination, worry and a projection of things that have not yet occurred, pit in the stomach, the fog of dread, the anxiety of the seemingly dark unknown, the invisible hand of doubt, man, that's super powerful. I know, it is. Some of these are just, That's that's good metaphor right there, (laughs) metaphorically speaking right there. Uh, The thought of being without an unknown that stands in the way of progress. So, Mm. I mean, those, again, we could have chosen another 10 or 15 that were amazing, but... um, you know, I mean, my first pass of these, there's definitely some that I don't, I'm like, I don't know if I agree with that. I don't know if I get that. Or some that, you know, like, man, that's definitely hits home. So mm-hmm. I'm sure you have the same reactions. Um, when that, you, yeah, go ahead. That's what I love about it is it's such a personal thing. You know, fear yeah. is not by the book. It, as individuals and as different people, we all react and feel it very differently. And I think that's what we want to dive into is just, creating a space for what does fear look like for you personally? You know, how do you think through these things? And we'll talk through them based on our experiences and those people that responded, but it really is just a conversation mm-hmm. starter for look inside and what does fear look like for you? For sure. Well, let me, let's put you on the spot. So how would Ooh. you define fear? Yeah. Um, I love some of these responses, so I definitely don't want to copy them, but um I think as I was thinking about it the last, you know, month or so was just when I feel like my emotion wins out or trumps over my logic and it's almost a choice like where I allow allow myself to feel incapable or helpless in a situation. Um, so what I loved about some of these responses were, and if you go back and listen to the list that Joe read, which I know it was a lot, but... For some people, fear is a very emotional thing, and for some people, fear is a very logical thing. You know, somebody said it's a mental block, where another person said it's an emotional response. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, personally, you know, in my definition, it is a little bit more of an emotional response. It's where normally Shannon would think logically about X, Y, or Z, and in this case, 
I thought emotionally about it and it kind of trumped over that maybe initial sense of logic and allowed me to say I don't have control over this anymore or you know I do feel helpless in this situation so that may be my definition <laughs> that's wrong unfortunately that's wrong <laughs> according to dictionary.com that is incorrect yeah it's super valid <laughs> I appreciate your thoughts on that it's, yeah yeah it's just it's just kind of a moving target a lot of things again because it's based on our own experiences mm-hmm. our vantage points the way we see it even like our chemistry makeup the way right. we, we walk through life um we talked a little bit too we asked kind of that definition just to sort of set the stage for people to think about this and then we we thought about what are the things that people fear mm-hmm. and we kind of put our own list together before we even put a poll out there a survey out there and um this was our list i'll just put it out there and maybe some mm-hmm. of these things resonate with you and and then we're also going to share some of the things that we, we received from people uh through the survey that weren't on this list so mm-hmm. you know it just kind of shows the breadth of of um, fears that we all experience. So our list included stepping into the unknown, abandonment, failure, public speaking. Um, which Shane I shouldn't laugh this at before. That's terrible. It, for some people, that is no. But you said it actually before. Like, yeah. You said you've spoken to thousands of people before. I guess through what plays and, and that's right. Like that. and yeah, then, I acted and I performed in front of hundreds and thousands of people, but. Podcasting is podcast? more terrifying yeah. to me than doing that. It's, yeah. That's yeah, interesting. <laughs> uh, flying, so maybe like a lack of control or uncertainty. Maybe there's a lack of information. Um, change, fear of change, financial worries, being loved or not being loved, being alone, uh, not feeling good enough, physical safety and sickness, loss of a loved one who is sick, started a new school. Being a different, uh, begin a different job, move to a new town, meet new people, and what others may think. Like, what are their expectations of us? Mm-hmm. And we thought that was a pretty robust list until we yeah. asked other people, like, what their, what were their some of their fears, and wanted to read off some of those to you as well. Again, this may not even cover the ones you're experiencing, the ones you face on a, on a regular basis, but these were some ones that we didn't hear before, mm-hmm. uh, didn't have listed before. Um, Something bad happening to the people I love, uh, rejection, imposter syndrome, uh, fear of, I actually looked that one up, that's that's a very real thing. Yeah. Uh, fear of missing opportunities, unpredictability, not showing up as my best person or not showing up prepared, fear of losing what I've already achieved or gained, fear of making bad decisions, not achieving our goals, demanding digital pace, complete... So th- so that one's just like yeah. keeping up with the times, you yeah. know, technology is so rapidly changing that mm. there's a fear of, can I keep up with that? Up just with to that. clarify a yeah. little bit. No, I appreciate that. Uh, fear of complacency, fear of forgetting something, fear of not performing, uh, managing risk, not being perfect, fear of comparison, of being good enough, fear of being unqualified, uh, getting to retirement age with, that, with nothing to show for it. Fear of letting others down, staying relevant, fear of being burnt out, not retaining a skilled workforce, risk and unpredictability of human employees, and fear of being unqualified. Um, which again, I mean, these are super, super real, rational yeah. fears that business owners, people in, in um, 
business leaders experience on a regular basis. So these are not necessarily just sort of generic fears. These are very mm-hmm. much um, applicable in people's lives. So super, again, we keep saying it, but we're so grateful for the vulnerability in which people yeah. share these responses. I'm just afraid I won't even get to retirement age. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. You add one more fear to that list. <laughs> I'm much closer to it than you are, so hey. my fear's a little, a little <laughs> So, I mean, in the spirit of sharing, we asked everybody else to share their thoughts. I thought I would sort of put you out to dry and oh. share your some of your thoughts. But I'll follow up with some of my, my fears as well. But oh, that's like, right. What are some, you know, again, not to like let people who've shared their intimate thoughts or intimate fears through a survey, um, just leave them out there. Like I want to give us a chance to kind of share some of our fears and be vulnerable. So that's right. I'll start with you. Of course you will. Yes. (laughs) I will share my fears first. (laughs) Um, yeah. Okay. So an effort in an effort to lighten the mood a little bit, um, we talk about spiders all the time. Like I am legitimately afraid of spiders. Oh, <laughs> so that's that. mine. Yeah. I feel like you make fun of that. I but did, but I didn't know. It was, he's always like, afraid of spiders. <laughs> They're just creepy. Um, I also have a fear of parasites, which is super weird. But after an eighth grade biology class that I took, where we spent an entire like six weeks on a study of the insides of your body, hmm. I'm now terrified. I just think everyone has a parasite. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, I don't know if a fear is the right way to say this, but I hate when my hands are, like, wet or sticky. So, like, fruit juice or anything like that. Just, like, no. So I avoid that at all costs. Maybe fear isn't the right word. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, so I guess in an effort to be a little bit more vulnerable than my fear of spiders or parasites. Some of my biggest fears are um, just a fear of commitment, (laughs) Um, which could really be in anything. That could be in relationships. It could be in friendships. It could be in a job. Um, So just kind of the fear of getting stuck somewhere. Um, Another one is the fear of missing out. I don't know if you've ever heard the acronym FOMO, but it's a real thing. Um, I'm always afraid that other people are doing something more fun than I am, and I want to be there. So it might sound silly, but it's a legitimate thing, just mm-hmm. feeling like you're not a part of something. Um, and then probably a big one that I that I really wrestle with is just a fear of not finding my purpose. You know, what is Shannon's purpose in life? So mm-hmm. that's something that um, that I feel afraid of. Yeah, yeah, thanks for sharing. So your turn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now that I've been vulnerable. <laughs> well, I mean, before I get into my own stuff, like – it's interesting to like watch you share those things and, and my first reaction is to to not laugh and not be insensitive <laughs> um but that's there's a lot to be said right there because i think sometimes that is a reaction to to decrease the value of a fear and put it aside and go oh my gosh like why are you dealing with that but to stop doing that and just sitting there with somebody as they're sharing like you just did right there because that's it's real for you I right. Mean, spiders is real for you. And <laughs> st- I mean, sticky hands even doesn't make sense to me, but at the same time, that's there is some sort of meaning behind that. So for me to laugh it off is not sensitive to that. So I think <laughs> thank you. A, a I'll laugh it off for you. I recognize that's yeah. so silly, but so I think for us and for me, um, you know, there's been a lot of fears associated with this move out to Colorado, um, which go back 
a couple of years. You know, we we've been processing the move from Indiana to Colorado for a while. We didn't just pack our bags in the middle of the night and just hit, hit the road. <laughs> um, contemplated a lot of a lot of things and ramifications of that decision. So, um, you know, something that we've been experiencing for a while. And um, some of the things that came to mind. You know, there's I'll tell you this real quick too as a backdrop that we for a while, like a lot of these fears I'm about ready to mention had been swirling in my mind uh, quite a bit and, you know, kind of gripping me and controlling me for a while and overwhelming me. And for me, what I ended up having to do is just write them out. And for, and for, for that situation, that ended up being enough just to get them almost slowing their pace of swirling around because they hadn't really been defined. I yeah. kind of knew them a little bit. But just taking the time to list them out, call them out, identify them, really helped to stop the whirlwind going on uh, inside my mind. Um, so of course that doesn't work for everybody, but that was just definitely helpful in these in these experiences. But you know, some real fears that I that I had going into this was you know leaving our parents who are mm-hmm. older. Um, you know, one day would they need us, and now we're not going to be anywhere close to them. Um, even just the hard part of saying goodbye to them, and Quinn not having. You know, grandparents nearby so all those fears of is this the right decision is this putting everybody in a, in a bad situation um sadness of you know seeing or the fear of just having see see quinn adjust to a new all these different changes that he was going to experience um for me to just fear losing friendships that you know we all have friendships that only live and operate well in person and once you're long distance there it's as though they never happen to begin with so mm. you know I think that was fear of losing those opportunities and those friendships um, so far you know the French the friendships that are always that were very real to begin with have, have stayed intact and, and that's been good to see but that was a very real fear um, business-wise losing a client because of lack of lack of proximity you know just being a couple time zones away and um, you know, not a five-minute drive away that somebody would just go, you know, I'm just going to find somebody local. So that was a fear. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, losing losing a client, losing some work that would require me to, you know, stop paying somebody who's working for me and stop those partnerships and relationships. That was that's definitely, I wouldn't say that's gone. That's definitely um, always swirling in the back of my mind. Um, sadness or fear of being alone like not having like relationships and friendships that I had formed over all those years and people I would work with in coffee shops and that kind of stuff like them not being around that was very real for me and a fear of that not having that um because I'm sure as Shannon knows I like started to, to roam from coffee shop to coffee <laughs> shop and talk to people he just stuff. likes to find strangers everywhere he goes <laughs> and becomes friends with them <laughs> so which is a good thing out here because I can still do it out here but I think there's a sense of like would I still be able to do that out here? So there's a fear of that. And yeah. Even the fear of like this passion and this love for the West, would that fade away um, mm. having been out here? Would that, you know, just get to be normal? Or like even Lindsay and me, like we, what I call a suburban living, would we fall into that sort of lifestyle where we don't, you know, we just live in our house and we close our garage doors and don't talk to anybody else and we do our yard work and mm-hmm. are we really going to embrace the landscape around us and all the activities around us or is that going to f- eventually fade away? So these are all fears that were had been living with us for, for months. And um, again, for, for me, it was taking probably 30 minutes to just call them out, list them out, identify what they were, and... Um, that just helped me move them through. So those were definitely real fears, not, nothing mm-hmm. uh, 
manufactured there. But um. <laughs> Well, and if I may, what, what I find really interesting is even as I spend time with Joe and Lindsay, you know, they don't look like they're living in fear. They don't look like they've been processing through these things for the last couple months and even are still as we speak. Hmm. But I think that's what's so real about fear is it may not be real obvious to other people. And yet Joe and Lindsay and Quinn are really wrestling with these things every day. Hmm. You know, I'm wrestling with some different things every day. And until we're able to speak about them and be vulnerable about them, I might not have I might have no idea that Joe is you know, working through some of mm. these things. So. Yeah, it's, thanks for sharing that. I think it, we had one experience probably about a week or two of being out here. Maybe about a week. Well, we've been out here for a while. We moved out April 15th, but then we um, we didn't find a house until May and move in until June, and we were still, our stuff was in pods for a while, so we were sleeping on the floor. <laughs> and um, we both, about after three or four days of that, just, I think I put a post on social media that's just saying, hey, this has been hard because I think up to that point we had posted you know all these photos and we love it out here and mm-hmm. look at the snow coming down and look at the mountains and you know <laughs> but the reality was we weren't um loving life at the moment we felt very disconnected from people and experiences and cer- certainly sleeping on the floor questioning like was this a good decision at all? <laughs> yeah um, but it was amazing the response we got from people of you know, support and comfort, like, hey, we had the same experience, you know, stick it out, keep going. Um, we're, and with really within 24 hours, I think our our spirits were changed through the influence of other people mm-hmm. and that process. And we'll talk about that later of sort of how do we move through fear. Um, but I think that's one thing we'll talk about is, is just that community and connection with people that if we keep it to ourselves and we stay, and it was hard to put it out there because I wanted yeah. to like put on this facade like everything was amazing. And <laughs> in a lot of ways it was amazing, but at the same time it was hard and it was dealing with accepting the pain and the hardship of it. Um, and that just helped us move through that fear mm-hmm. because a lot of us, a lot of those moments we just wanted to sit and, and, and regret the decision. So. We're grateful for those who reached out, and I think that was a good exercise for us to experience the value of community and the value of connecting with people. And that's really what we found a lot through this research is, um, and these conversations, surveys, is just everybody deals with fear. It's mm-hmm. not like, well, if, you've, if you're still in that fear spot, you gotta get out of that. Like, everybody deals with it, and and um, so don't feel like you're on an island and feel like you just have to deal with it on your own, because the opportunities where you get a chance to open up with people is the chance where you realize, wow, everybody's in this thing together. So definitely, it's all been good. I think what was interesting in that process too is just as I'm sitting there kind of writing out my fears, I was thinking through like, you know, where is this coming from? Because that's kind of my my mo of going back in time and going like, where does what what is this from? Is this legit? Is it real? Is it a lie? Um, and so I was thinking through some of those sources of fear and I don't know what what do you think Are yeah there some, some sources that come to your mind when you think about some when we think about fears in general like where do those things come from definitely and I do think as we say before it could be different depending on each person but generally speaking and you know some things that come to mind are just unresolved emotional distress you know and for some people that could be based on past experiences mm-hmm. that they're still working through or haven't finished working through for other people fear is a very futuristic kind of emotion it's i can see or i can project something that may happen in the future that i don't have control over and that's where my fear come from comes from Um, It could be a grief of something lost. You know, you're moving, you're leaving people and family and loved ones behind, um, for one example. 
but that could portray itself in, in many different ways. Um, it could be getting stuck in old ways of thinking. Um, you know, for me, like I just mentioned, one of my biggest fears is I'm, I'm feeling stuck here. Um, it could be a feeling of a lack of control. You know, this is a situation that feels outside of what you can do or what you can contribute. And in that sense, I don't like feeling like I don't have my hands on the wheel. You know, I'm not driving this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of fear is stem from just kind of today's culture of comparison. Um, there's a lot of people who feel inadequate, who feel unqualified, who feel imperfect just because they're watching everybody else's lives maybe on social media for example that just look so much more majestic or better than theirs Mm. um and then you know maybe fear just coming from some unreasonable expectations whether those are things you've placed on yourself whether those are things other people have placed on you um we live into this sense that i am not meeting you know an expectation that somebody or myself has kind of told me that i should be Mm. or do yeah, yeah, I think, and I agree with that. I think there's a couple thoughts I had as far as the same deal, like sort of these experiences of the past that uh, that affect who we are. And I also thought like you know, our upbringing, like the, the, the environment we were raised in, and um, the way our our parents, the landscape they set for us, uh, we inherited some of that kind of stuff through yeah. their own behavior. And and I think there's even a sense of a spiritual or a unseen force that's sort of playing behind the scenes. And a lot of people can hear that in in good ways and and negative ways but I think that there are definitely powers that are going on in in realms that we can't even acknowledge that are that are affecting those things for sure um it's not easy to call out or identify or um attach our fears to but I definitely think there's some things going on sort of beyond the scenes that we that we can see so just as we wind down this episode we wanted to loop back to that Elizabeth Gilbert quote um and there's kind of, as we continued what she said earlier, and there's a sort of a part two that I'll read off now, and then we'll, there's an exercise we can take from this. Dearest Fear, creativity and I are about to go on a road trip together. I understand you'll be joining us because you always do. Apparently your job is to induce panic whenever I'm about to do anything interesting. And I may say you're superb at your job, but I understand this. Creativity and I are the only ones who will be making any decisions along the way. I recognize and respect that you are part of this family, and so I will never exclude you from our activities. But your suggestions will never be allowed. You're allowed to have a seat, and you're allowed to have a voice, but you are not allowed to have a vote. You are not allowed to touch the roadmaps or suggest detours. You are not allowed to fiddle with the temperature. Dude, you're not even allowed to touch the radio. But above all else, you are absolutely forbidden to drive. So, again, this we clearly not a, the first draft that she put together. Yeah. The first time she experienced fear, and and she just put this together. This is something that she's said. I've got to, I've got to put a, a mark in the in the road, and mm-hmm. just and create a, a new path going forward. And so that's the challenge. I think as we round out this episode, is there some um, something you should write to fear? Is there a note that you should write to the fears that you have? Is there something that you've been continually controlled by and it's it's has all the power and you see in her quote here that she's she's giving she's relinquishing the power from fear mm-hmm. she's saying you um, you've always been here and you've limited my creativity but for no long no longer you're, you're, you're going to be here and that's part of the process but 
you're no longer to control how it goes. And so we just encourage you to take some time as we round up this episode. Is there a note that you should write to the fears that you have? Is there some, some ways to regain power and reclaim you know, victory over some of that sort of thing? So um, that's the challenge. And whatever those, those fears may be, uh, maybe they're business-related, maybe they're family-related. Um, we don't know where they are, but um, I thought that was such a good letter that she wrote and maybe something yeah. we could all follow. I can't believe she personifies it, mm-hmm. you know, and she even calls it dearest fear. Like, yeah. I would never use that word, and that's just amazing to me. You know, and I think that's such a scary but such a cool challenge is just personify fear for once, mm-hmm. you know, and, mm-hmm. and look it in the eye and say, you know, this is who you are to me, and this is who you aren't to me. Right. And and so <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> I definitely want to do that challenge, but it's cool. It's crazy. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) cool way to close that out. Um, Our hope in initiating this conversation, like I said before, is just to offer a a safe space for reflection and vulnerability. You know, Joe and I have shared some of our fears today, and we are grateful for that opportunity to share those with you. Um, We want you to know that we're doing this conversation right along with you. We're looking at our own lives and our own fears, and we realize that it is scary, but we also realize the benefits, and we see that in a life like Elizabeth. You know, she has worked through a lifetime of recognizing her fears and being able to say, you don't have full control over me anymore, and for that reason, she just has such a more fulfilling life. So that said, we would love to open the door to any questions or comments you have related to this topic as we start with episode one and dive in. Or if you're interested in learning more in general just about what we can do for you here at Keyhole Marketing, please don't hesitate to send us an email at hi, H-I, at keyholemarketing.us. We would love to hear from you. For sure. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you.